Hello and welcome to this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You Channel. I'm Michelle. All about your glory. All about your glory. That is the jam of the day as we continue to talk about pivoting out of seasons of cursing into a season of blessing. So let's get right into it. All About Your Glory is a song written by uh, Tommy Walker. Tommy Walker is one of my favorite worship leaders because the spirit that he operates in, and I've been listening to him for mm, at least 25 years, um, is ama- it's, it's, it is a true worship spirit. He is a true worshiper in spirit and in truth. And I know that because I've listened, but I've also sensed. Uh, I really found that his music through the leading of the Lord when I, you know, this is how the Lord leads, even when you don't know what he's doing. He will get you to the people, places, and things that you need at your, in your life if you allow him to do that. So one of the, not one of the, the first song I heard by Tommy Walker was actually when I was a praise and worship leader in another time, in another place. And at first, it was the beat that got me, right? That's how we generally, that's how they get us. And I'm saying that kind of jokingly, but if you, if you also listen and pay attention to secular music, that's going to be how they get you. The difference is whether that beat, that rhythm, that, those lyrics are coming from a place of life or coming from a place of manipulation. When you understand your relationship with the Lord and how he leads, then you know he's going to lead you not into temptation, but indeed deliver you from all evil. So all about your glory. Let's talk about that. All about your glory. Tommy Walker, the jam of the day. I will do the disclaimer just in case. I didn't write it. I don't claim any. I'm not playing the song. I'm not doing that on purpose. There might be a link to it in the description. If so, just know it may or may not be a link for which I get a little bit of commission. But um, I have, I'm going to do all of the disclaimers to make sure I can get into this thing and share it the way I believe I'm supposed to share it and the way the Holy Spirit is leading me at the moment. So, Tommy Walker, all about your glory, jam of the day. I want to make my life, this first song I heard about him, at a place where I was still recovering and convalescing and recuperating, spirit, soul, and body from the medical trauma and the medical ordeal I had gone through. I want to make my life all about your glory. I want to spend my days telling the world your story. In everything I do and everything I say, following after you and giving you all the praise, I want to make my life all about your honor, morning, noon, and night, the best I have to offer. In everything I say, in everything I do, following after you and giving you all the praise. I think that last line is not right. I'm not looking at the lyrics. That was from memory. So understand when we talk about Let me say this. When I 
talk about lyrics, the spirit of something. It has to align with who God is. It has to speak life. It has to have the potential by the spirit of God to bring life, even as you hear it. I've mentioned in another segment how there, there were times, and even still now I'm getting back into it some, where you put a song on repeat to where it's imperceptible. You can barely hear it, if at all, but it's on repeat. This was one of the songs that I had to have on repeat. It brings healing. It brings the presence. The presence of God is manifested not where, he, not where fake praise is, but where true praise is. The Lord is not building houses uh, in a, you know, a body built when I say that. Praise the Lord, build the Lord a house of praise. Okay, whatever. That's what he, do, he doesn't mean when we go to our respective houses of worship and we start shouting and we start doing our version of praise that he's automatically going to be there. That's not what that means. The house is built before you get to the house. The house of praise is built before you get to the house. If you're just starting your praise when you get to where you go to worship, that's not exactly praise unless you have first humbled and repented yourself. Humbled yourself and repented. We go, we get caught up, but he says what is done in secret is revealed. So really, the coming together, the gathering, the assembling, is about the revelation of what we have done or not in private. If you are not building him a private place of worship, one-on-one, then don't expect to build a collective place of worship. If you have not humbled yourself, if you have not repented, the Lord doesn't abide in that regardless of how long you shout, how loud you praise, how many songs you play, and these days, everything is on a timer. Oh, we got two hours because we got the football game coming on. We got this. We got 35 minutes for this, 25 minutes for this. We got an hour for the message. We got to collect the offering, and then we got to go. We got to be out of here in time to see the game. We got to be out of here in time, too. The problem with that is that God is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. He is the one who has given us our time. So if he wants a whole service of repentance, that's what should happen. If he wants a whole service, a whole day. So we go and we put these things, these limits on God and expect him, oh, we spent 35 minutes in praise. He's like, you didn't even get started yet. And then we have to yield. The way we have it set up now, we yield to the next segment. Not even asking if that's what the Lord wants us to do. Part of the problem is you have these extremes between people who want to do a two-hour service and go home, and then the other people who want to make you sit there until something happens. Nobody's talked to God, by the way. And I know there are places, and me saying that, understand, I know there are places and pockets that are walking in the spirit of God. There just aren't as many of them or as many of them as there should be based on all of the rhetoric and the lip service we give to it. People say there's a great de-churching. People are leaving the church. Can you blame them? 
and about your glory. Are we all about his glory? Because when that happens, people never want to leave. People don't want to leave Jesus. The only people when Jesus is present that want to leave Jesus is that the people that weren't with him to begin with. The people that don't recognize their need for healing. The people that think they are better than he is or anybody else. The people that want to uh, uh, exalt themselves rather than be exalted. The people that want to gaslight. The people that want to tell you that you're not good enough. The people that want to exclude. Jesus said, I died for the sin, seriously in need of healing, the sin of the entire world. He didn't say it was because of how you looked, how much money you did or didn't have. He didn't say it was where you came from, where you live, how many times a day you eat, although we shouldn't have any hungry people. Anyway, those aren't the same measures that Jesus uses by the power of his spirit to decide who gets appropriated his blessing, his life, all about your glory, has to be a commitment inside. It's an inside job. We go to church. We sit in the church for however long, 15 minutes or 15 hours. We come out. Nothing's changed. We go back to acting the same way because there's no personal relationship. We're expecting the external, the appearance of something to fix the internal. It's never worked that way. And what's happening is that what we have done or not done in secret is now being manifested. It's being manifested in every area of our lives. It's being manifested in our, uh, in our faith, in our spirituality, in our religion, in our politics, in our schools, in our homes. It's because, so he's all of those things that we were paying lip service to. See, people say the world's not getting, no, it's not. If you listen to some of the songs that I'm telling you about, these songs are 25, 30 years old. Nothing's really changed except the Lord's revealing something. Nothing's changed. What has changed is that the Lord's grace is lifting on him, suppressing and hiding things and giving us an opportunity to correct them privately. Now he's saying, okay, no problem. I'm going to just start revealing everything. Because while you told me, church, that you were with me, you were really with a, a, a perception or an ideology that you created to advance yourself. All about your glory. I died. I gave my life that you would have life. The sin of the world. We are all seriously in need of healing. So what you told me you were, do, you were doing, not, mind you, we didn't have to tell him because he already knows. What you told me you were doing in church is not exactly what you were doing in church. I kept giving you the opportunity in private to correct that, to come and humble yourself, to come and repent. But you haven't done that. Oh, okay, no problem. I'll start revealing what is really going on. So what we're seeing and calling the world is not the same place, is getting worse. No, it's not. It's always been like this. He's just revealing it. We say for the love of God and country, but it's really for the love of self. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing the love of self manifest. We're seeing the love of money. For the love of money is the root of all evil. That is the word of God. It's in the Bible. We're seeing the love of money and the love of self, the boastful pride of life. That's what's manifesting. And there was a time where his grace was covering. There was a time, he says, all that is done in secret will be revealed, whether it's good or bad. 
So for those of you that have been seeking, this is your season. For those of you who have not been seeking, it may not be your season because he's revealing what you haven't done, what you claim to do. Let's put it, let me, let me shift that. What you have been claiming to do but actually have not been doing, that's what he's revealing. What you have been claiming not to do but actually have been doing, that's what's being revealed. So there are many people crying out, have been crying out over the years, Lord, 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 Lord. And he, it, it appears as if he let certain things, we knew, we knew, well, they're saying something's off. They're saying this, but they're doing this. And he kept telling us, you need to wait, all about your glory. He kept telling us, you need to wait, just hang on. I need you to work on you. And those of us that are intentionally seeking the Lord, guess what? We hit the floor or we hit the door, or we did whatever we needed to do to make sure we stayed before the Lord, whether we liked it or not, frustrated, angry, hurt. He said, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to handle it. And guess what? Pivoting out of a season of cursing into a season of blessing means those that have been seeking will be revealed. Those who have said they were seeking but have not been seeking will also be revealed. Those who have excluded Others for their own benefit will be revealed and are being revealed. You need to pay attention. If you are an idolater, if you are an adulterer, and I mean that literally and spiritually, actually spiritually first, if you are claiming God but in love with another, mainly yourself or some other version of a human being that claims to be able to save you, you are in serious need of healing seriously in need of healing. For those who know to do the right thing, I'm not just talking about the execution. For those who know to do good, he doesn't say right. For those who know to, be, to do good and do not do it, you're not all about his glory. You're about your glory. You're about that check. Do we need a check? Yep, I need one just like you. We need to be able to take care of the things, the business and the things that he's put into our hands. But the way that we do that is not being Holy Spirit-led. We're not Holy Spirit-led in how we do things. He's given us the resources, but we've cursed our resources because we haven't sought him first. Seek ye first the kingdom and his. So he's saying that the kingdom is a person. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. The kingdom is a person. Doesn't mean there isn't a physical because if there's a spiritual, there's a manifestation of that somewhere. We call it heaven. But he says... I'm going to make heaven on earth. So it doesn't mean that there isn't a, just like Jesus came, but it also says he was all about his father's glory in heaven first. I want to make my life all about your glory. We want to cry Abba, but we don't want to position ourselves as sons. That's positional statement. Spiritually positioned. We want the benefits of Jesus, but we don't want to go through what he went through. Does that mean we need to be crucified? No, that's what I'm saying. People say, well, I got to bear my cross. No, that's false humility. You're, you're walking in pride. You're being presumptuous. That's not what he means. He's saying when you accept the cross and understand the weight of the cross, then you will accept your cross, which is to humble yourself and repent. Then I will heal. Humble yourself, repent, then pray. Then I will heal. Turn from your wicked ways. You're trying to tell everybody else about their wicked ways. So we've cursed our resources. We've brought death to the resources. 
But now he's pivoting. He's pivoting us. He's shifting us. So it's not too late. The great news of salvation is that it's not too late until whatever time the Lord says it's too late. As long as we're still here, we have the opportunity. And when I say we, we, I mean every single human being that exists, regardless of our differences. We can't save one another. Stop telling people you can. You can't save anybody. You can't even save yourself. If it wasn't for the Lord, whether you acknowledge him or not, you wouldn't even know your own name. And so we have to bless people. We have to bless our own lives and resources. We have to be willing to say, not mine, but thine. I want to make my life all about your glory. Not make, give me my glory, give me my money, give me my this, give me my position, give me my title, give me my power. Nobody has power that God didn't give them, whether they're doing right by him or not, because the gift is without repentance. He says judgment is coming to the house first. That's why the church is in such chaos right now, because they have chosen, they, we, have chosen politics, position, title, money, all of these things over God while we're sitting in the church trying to look holier than thou, while we're telling everybody else what to do. All about your glory, we have not been. The great deep churching, we don't know why this is happening. Oh, I know why. Not because I know, but because of what has been revealed to me. He's like, nope, we're moving. We're moving on. It's that season, it's that time. So everybody that's been waiting will now be rewarded accordingly. By waiting, I mean waiting on. Waiting on, not just waiting for. Waiting on, mean, meaning there's an active and intentional behavior towards serving the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. There's an active in the waiting process, through the frustration, through the tears, through the aggravation, through the hurt, through everything that you have had to deal with. So this is the good news for those of you that have been seeking while waiting, that have been waiting on the Lord, not just waiting for the Lord, is that this is your time. This is your season. For those of you that have a, uh, a hypocritical bent in you, we all do. but some of us have had some of it healed and we know the difference and we know to repent when we do that. If I'm telling you something I'm not willing to do with you for you or show you how to do, then I'm a hypocrite. If you can't admit your own stuff, then stop telling somebody else they, what they do or don't need to do. And one other thing, don't ever take somebody else's intent to help you and try to use it against them. Well, you do it too. Okay. Let me know when you're ready to talk. That is called deflection. That is called projection. That is called I'm not going to take responsibility for my own stuff. You are not all about his glory. I don't care how many times you've been to service. I don't care how many Bibles you've read. I don't care how long you were, quote, unquote, saved. That's not what the Lord is not. He's looking for pure hearts. He's looking for people that know they're jacked up, who are willing to come to him anyway and say, I'm jacked up. I need you. I can't do this. I know, I know I need you to do this. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. He's not looking for people that are perfect, ready, willing, ready, and, uh, perfect, and ready to go. He's not looking for people that think they know everything. 
Knowledge puffs up like those cheese puffs, air. All it is is the thing with air in it. It does no good, has no extra value. That's not all about his glory. He's not looking for puffed up. He's looking for build up. I may not know you. I may not look like you. I may not have come from the same place or have the same resources. But what I want for you is the love of God. I want his glory to be part of your life. I want him to bless you in the ways that he has blessed me and continues to bless me. I want you to know the Lord because he came to love you in a pure and holy way. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Everybody will go to church and they say, well, we're going to have a service, uh, 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 what is it, salvation service at the end, where we're going to call. No, that's a confession service. Okay, the real work doesn't start, and I wish somebody would have told me this, <laughs> but if they had, I probably wouldn't have done it, to be honest. The real work doesn't start until after you confess. Why? Because now you're accountable. He's going to give grace because he knows we have to make the adjustment. He knows the work he has to do. We just don't know the work we have to do. To be all about his glory and telling the world his story, we got to have it straight, or he's calling us to the carpet. Where we are right now, if we are not pivoting out of cursing into blessing, he's going to reveal all of that. And that's what's happening. Whether it's true or not, there's, there's enough in a place. If we have not repented, we're not covered. We're not covered. If we don't repent, we have to bear the weight of our own sin. Seriously in need of healing. There is no sliding scale. doesn't matter who you are or are not. So I don't care how much, how much nuance we try to add to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. He's not going to show up. I believe on the heels of this, there is a, a revival. I'm not talking about putting up tents. There is a revival on the heels of this, a period of restoration on the heels of this, like nothing that has ever been seen before. And I keep getting that witness in my spirit. No, I don't have proof. I have faith. Because he keeps showing that to me. On the heels of this pivot out of cursing into blessing, there's going to be a season where there's time for people to pivot and to repent. And once that starts to happen individually, he's going to breathe over that whole thing and there's going to be a move of God like we could have never imagined. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. No eye has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And if we say we love him, then if you know and read the word of God, then you know that also means that we are to obey him. If you love me, says the Lord, you will obey me. Why? Because your deliverance is tied to your obedience. Your obedience is tied to my glory, not yours. You don't have the capacity to obey. So in terms of humanity, we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're being human. Also, dispose of the lie that says, I'm only human. You're not. You're spirit first, spirit, soul, then body. Body contains spirit and soul. The body will fall off. The spirit and soul will live past the transition. That's why we talk about eternal life. 
But we have to then also begin to understand that we are here. This is boot camp here on earth. This is boot camp. How do you expect to live and reign with me? You can't even get it straight here. He says, I need you to be judge as, not judgmental. All about his glory, not your glory, not my glory. On days when I feel like I cannot do right by the Lord, I'm going to put myself in timeout. No one should have to do that for us. We shouldn't be concerned about people checking behind us. We got to get the basics straight. And we're out here trying to tell people some of this foolishness and nonsense is evidence of seared conscience. Do you know how that happens? It happens because we're not repenting. Even if you don't know what the thing is, because it's not an apology, so repentance is different. Repentance is about spiritual alignment with God. So if you don't repent, you're not aligned. You're out of line, out of alignment, which means even if he needs to get a hold of you, he can't necessarily get a hold of you because you don't think you need to repent. So it's not about, we like to make it about process. It is about process, but only he knows the steps in that process. God is faithful who promised. He is not going to dishonor himself for any of us. He already gave us everything we need. And that fact right there is proof that it, the human nature is never satisfied with anything. That's what we see in Adam, human nature, because God gave him free, free choice, not free will, free choice. It's not an Adam against Eve. But Adam got the word before Eve was pulled out of his rib. So he was supposed to uphold the word. He got in his feelings about his wife, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but that doesn't mean you can still do anything you want to because the blessing that was over them was for both of them equally in their capacity, respective capacities. We want to fight and compete and talk. You, you, can't, you can't do me. There's nothing to compete about. I can't do you. We shouldn't want that. What we should want is to understand why God created us, why he put us here, and what that looks like. Part of that, the beginning of that, the impetus of that, the genesis of that is recognizing that we are all born into a state of sin, seriously in need of healing, all of us. Well, I'm, I'm a good person because I didn't do that. Okay, well, yeah, just then you just exercise some um, soul pride. I'm a good person. Okay, no, there is no good without God. God is good. God is love. God is life. All about your glory. I want to make my life all about your glory. I want to spend my days telling the world your story. What kind of story are you telling? Are they lies? Are they the truth? Because I promise you, the Lord is not playing right now. He knows the truth. And he's not looking at the outside. So we look around and we see things and hear things. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. It doesn't matter. We look around and we're shocked. I'm not shocked. There's nothing to be shocked about. He said, anything that's done in private is coming out. If you are under my grace, if you have repented, if you have been true to me, if you have been intentional about staying aligned with me, I'm going to cover you. That's what he said. 
He said, but don't take me for granted. Don't play me. <laughs> That's me talking. The Lord's grace is not to be toyed with. Paul said it is not a license to sin. So there's the condition of sin being seriously in need of healing, and then there's the active engagement in sin, meaning we continue to do the activities. He's like, I don't, I don't need you to try to fix you, but I also, even more than I don't need you to try to fix you, I don't need you to try to fix anybody else. Now, you can share with them. You can tell them about your experiences. You can point them in the right direction. You can offer resources. But I don't need, you can't fix anybody. You didn't die for them. You didn't give your life for them, so you can't fix them. You can help them. You can support them. But don't do it until you want to admit that you got some, the same kind of stuff, that you also are under, until I bring you out of it, because whom the sun set free is free indeed, until I bring you out of that place of active engagement. It doesn't mean that some of the behaviors don't linger. He says, but that's not your business. If they are intentionally seeking me, then I will do what I need to do. You don't know what I've called that person to. So let's spend all our time working on you so that you can be, this is the Lord speaking to each of us, so that you can be all about my glory, so that you can be one of those who are telling the truth which is my story. In everything you do and in everything you say, following after me and giving me all the praise and instead of trying to take it for yourself. All About Your Glory, The Jam of the Day by Tommy Walker. Link is in the description. Please share as you see fit these segments. I love you, agape. I bless you. I desire God, not just his best, because God is the best. He's going to bring the best. I desire God's best for you. What are we going to desire? His worst? Some of y'all are doing that, though. You're desiring God's worst for people. God doesn't have a worst. You do. I desire God. I desire the life of Jesus to restore you, to heal you, to turn your life around if you need it, to support you, to guide you, to provide for you. in the fullness of his capacity for love. The fullness of God, the fullness of Christ, the leading of the Spirit. Psalm says, revive me again. We need revival all the time. I don't mean putting up a tent. Just his wind blowing across. our repentance. We need his wind blowing across our pivot out of cursing into blessing. We need the spirit of God and the spirit of God hovered and there was light. So let's <clears throat> have less talking about what we think, what we want, what we feel, what they did. Less talking, more repenting. Thank you for joining me today on Daily Bread with Jam, a Holy Spirit You Channel podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.